child is clearly in danger and the amount of danger is escalating. So the child's going up the first, the second, and so on. And then you're focused on, oh my God, she's really climbing this thing. And is, is she going to go? And then she loses footing for a second. It's like, you're like, oh my God, she's just going <laughs> to And then, so she climbs, uh, Not she doesn't just climb up once. She climbs up and then climbs back down. And then you're like, oh, okay. But then she starts climbing back up again. I'm like, no, stop. Episode four of the Twenty Digit Scene Review Podcast. I have myself, David, and Alex. Today we are uh, in each of our episodes. Here we just review a scene each, as we do each week. And I believe this week is uh, my turn. Is that right, Alex? That's right. To start. All right. Go ahead. So this week I will start with an early '90s movie, uh, Tombstone. Uh, I I really love a lot of the movies out of the '90s. Uh, I find that there are a lot of great independent films uh, that were done during this era. Uh, Tombstone doesn't necessarily jump out as being one of the most popular ones. However, in the, in the, I would say probably in the last few, well, not the last few years, but it has become a cult classic for many. And and part of the reason I chose uh, a particular scene out of Tombstone is just because of the absolute sublime acting from Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday, and... He steals absolutely every scene in this movie, and there is a resounding amount of fans online everywhere that believe he was simply robbed of recognition, whether it be the Oscars or anything else. Um, so I thought it, it was fitting that we should definitely focus on a scene from Tombstone with Val Kummer, of course, being part of it. Uh, the scene in question is takes place with Johnny Ringo, uh, played by Michael Bean, I believe that's how you pronounce it, and he firstly meets with Val Kilmer's character, Doc Holliday. Now, just the other things about the movie, which is quite amazing, actually, is the cast, uh, at least from a male perspective. There's a ton of recognizable names, Kurt Russell being Wyatt Earp, there's Bill Paxton, Sam Elliott, Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Zane, uh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost, Jason Priestley, Michael Rooker from Guardian of the Galaxy, Charles Heston from the Ten Commandments, Planet of the Apes, and Ben Ur. So, like, there's a there's a huge collection of uh, uh, male cast uh, actors in this uh, movie. So it really plays to uh, their acting abilities, I think, throughout the film. So anyway, to the film, to the to the scene in question here. So this is uh, the first time that Doc Holliday meets Johnny Ringo, and one of the interesting things, and it's a Western, so, you know, you have your classic standoffs, and this is no different being the first meeting. But one thing that really stood out for me uh, in this, uh, as the scene develops, as the tension escalates, uh, it, the, the acting is on full display here. Um, when you look, for me, I think that one of the things that's uh, an outstanding characteristic of acting is I always look at a person's eyes. And if you can really act with your eyes, um, that to me just shows um, acting range beyond just having to say anything. And for me, Val Kimmer is just un- unbelievable in the scene. Um, he's he's presumably drunk. And, you know, Johnny Ringo goes on to start of show off with uh, with his gun there uh, with a bit of a, with bit of a show. 
um, obviously do a, a bit of challenge back and forth, which is very classic of duels and westerns, of course, which is really nice to see in this theme. They start with some banter, starts with some Latin banter, and then escalates to the to the gunslinging. And you, you expect Alcalde to come back with um, some sort of a gunslinging piece himself, but he doesn't. Instead, he kind of de-escalates the whole thing by mimicking what uh, John Ringo mm-hmm. does with his cup. And anyway, I just... Uh, this this scene for me stood out just like every scene, honestly. And I probably will review other scenes later in the in the podcast from Val Kimmer doing Doc Holiday. It's just th- his swagger, um, his the way he delivers his lines. It's just it's, it's just total method acting going on here too. I think uh, throughout throughout the filming of things. So um, I'll, I'll stop there because uh, I wanted to get Alex's thoughts. I know that you just. You just uh, had a had a look at the scene freshly, so yeah, it's uh, certainly the fiddling with the guns and, and swirling around <laughs> and stuff. No, that was that was impressive on the part of that actor. I, I mean, there were some edits, I guess. So if if you made it yes, stick, you yes. could just stitch that together. But but nevertheless, it was it was still neat. But yeah, you could you, the the tension escalation was very palpable in the in the thing. And um, as someone seeing it for the first time, I, I you know. Definitely was drawn into wondering, okay, is he actually ever going to put his finger on the trigger? Right. Is he actually right. ever going right. to, you know, pause and stop in front? And, and maybe is he actually going to shoot? And what's going to happen in this room and stuff? And then it, it was neat how part of that is points to points the barrel at him, takes it away, boy, points it back right back at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so right. it's like, that's right. <laughs> whoa, wait, wait, okay. It's like, uh, 90s gonna psych you out or something right but, but i love it it's the dual aspect I, I i think this is one thing about action movies i like i actually like it's not the actual action it's the lead up to or uh-huh. the climax later and of course you can imagine there's 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 gonna be a standoff later but these pieces that are part of the plot are so important building that tension building that climactic event that's gonna ha- happen a bit later and I think there's a couple others that happen until, of course, there's the final standoff at the end, near the end anyway. But I, I feel that action movies get too, like, I feel that there's a certain level of impatience. Uh, what I love is that tension, that build, and that, let's call it, you can call it character development, but I call it fight development. I I, I always love looking at things like kung fu movies and westerns and duels, and the escalation of that, and leaving room leaving room for it to go somewhere. And I think that that's something that um, may be a bit missed these days with action yeah. movies. you, you got to go right into the fighting. They start doing some like flying kicks and everything else. And you, you miss the the bit of the, you know, that, that, that build, that suspense. Almost yeah, similar yeah. to the previous episode I was telling you about, that, that idea of suspense is missing, I, f- I feel, recently anyway. Yeah, that's, that's very insightful. I think I, I would agree with you now that you, you stated it. And where um, a rivalry just kind of doesn't appear out of nothing. It, it, that's right. It happens over multiple events of the two characters, uh, you know, protagonist, antagonist, inter- interacting, and then um, the, it becomes history between them. And then uh, the, 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 re- the revenge or the hatred is explained or it makes sense as opposed right. to just kind of being there. Yeah. Yeah, that subplot is so important in my opinion. Actually, you know, this is another example. I guess we can talk. Is is Marvel gets away with it because they've had like I don't know how many movies did they do? Like ten, fifteen, twenty, or whatever. So there's history there, and so uh, an example of a subplot there 
is when um uh when 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 Captain America is able to pick up the hammer of the Thor hammer and like that you know that that moment is so oh my god right because there was a previous movie of him trying to lift it he couldn't do it and of course it you know he has he's got to be worthy and then finally in the finale he does it so they get away with it cuz they've got like tons of movies to lead up to it but you can still do it within a movie i feel and i don't feel like that is done too well uh, in some of the movies these days or even series but I, I felt it was done extremely well in this movie and this that scene just just was an excellent display of of acting all around nice right so what do, what do you have for us Alex. okay so this is uh this episode i've um i've selected a, a foreign film called pihu p-i-h-u it's available on netflix now i'm going to be talking about the balcony scene and you can forward yourself to you know, 54 50 mark and the next three minutes is the balcony scene so in this scene um the main character pihu is a two-year-old child um in the story and so she's out on a an apartment balcony and it's very high it's at least 10 stories tall um so if you could just picture that it's, it's obviously um a fall from there would be fatal right um so pihu is shown as beginning to climb the railing of this balcony and so um there's, there's already some kind of well that's that's not very good as as any a normal human but especially a parent um be concerned for their child and uh the, the scene develops and there's there's no adult around. Like, where's where's the parent of this kid that's just kind of supposed to be grabbing this kid from getting on the balcony, right? Um, but there isn't. Um, and so the film, uh, and this this scene is just a, a great example of what the film does throughout, which is it's it's building suspension tension in the viewer. That's uh, using multi, uh, various camera angles and shots, and and also music, um, and it just uh, unfolds uh, like a scene like this where the child is is clearly in danger and. Uh, and it, the the amount of danger is escalating. So the, you know, because the, the the railing, if you go see the scene, is it's made up of maybe four or five um, horizontal, uh, I guess, metal bars or beams or something that the child can can get a foothold on. So the child's going up the first, the second, and so on. And then the 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 filmmakers they have a close up on, of just the feet, like from the the knees down. Mm-hmm. And so you're really getting a, it's 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 letting you as if you're focused on. Oh my God, she's really climbing this thing. And is, is she going to go? And then the, the close-ups also have like where she loses footing for a second. It's like you're like, oh my god, she's just going <laughs> to. And then so she climbs. Uh, not she doesn't just climb up once. She climbs up and then climbs it back down. And then you're like, oh, okay. But then she starts climbing back down again. Like no, stop. <laughs> um, it's 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 really just it's so well done. And uh, as you know, as viewers, you're just uncertain whether you know at the at the at any point is she just gonna go over she's gonna climb too high now i'm not gonna spoil um for the, anyone that hasn't seen it so i'll let you uh, watch how that um eventually uh the scene ends and stuff but overall um this is a great film it's it's based on a true story as a matter of fact and um the the pu character is actually played my understanding is by herself oh really so yeah they actually oh, took the child i, I guess know. A few months later, I suppose. So she's maybe three or something. Oh wow! In life, and then they they had her go through the thing. Yeah. And so, if you, oh, I didn't know that. It's, it's just a really impressive film because can you imagine a two year old? Right? Isn't that something you can just explain with film terminology and you know discipline and and being a responsible professional who's paid to go do stuff? This is a two year old or a three year old, right? And wow. for them to have to 
you know, be patient with the child, set up the scenes, um, do however many end takes of, of a given thing just to get the thing right. And, you know, uh, having her not look at the camera and, and all that kind of stuff, it just must have been really uh, quite an, uh, a feat for them to accomplish, but they didn't. Like if you watch the, the film and the editing all the way through, it just, it's really, it gets you in there as, um, you know, as, a, as a, a fly on the wall, but super concerned for this kid that's just getting in all kinds of danger. Um, so yeah, th I found this this film's really neat because it's unique in terms of being a suspense thriller, but it's featuring a toddler actress, <laughs> right? Which is almost you know you just kind of don't really hear about such a thing. Yeah, I it's think such a simple concept. So, yeah, I think your points are so valid. I mean, I, that's that's the first thing I thought about after watching was like, how did they film this with the two three year old? And as you said, I don't know how many takes they. Like, how did they incent her to do certain things? I would just love to understand the uh, the process of how they did that because I didn't get a sense from a viewer that there was any sort of shortcuts made in terms of how they did that. Uh, so to get a two, three-year-old to, to, to kind of play the part was, wow, you know, hats off. And, and I think you're... Your points about the edits, you know, the feet, the climbing up, and then they, they there was one time where they had a, a, a shot from behind, so you get perspective. Of course, it yes. not actually just perspective of like how high she is, right? And it's, in your mind, you're thinking, okay, there's no way. Like, there's a part of my brain that's thinking, okay, there's no way that this character, and I know nothing about the movie. Actually, it's the first thing I wanted to comment. I knew nothing about this movie at all. I never heard of it before, but really good pick. Um, I, I figured she's not going to fall, but that's that tension is still there for some <laughs> yes. reason. You think this is not going to happen, but you're like, oh my god, oh my god, don't, 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 <laughs> don't go right. So, even and for you to say that it was actually, you know, based on a true story, and, and she is actually the, the toddler that had to experience that. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, it's it's quite something. Yeah, actually. So, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I just I just wanted to mention I had forgot to mention from my notes just based on what you had said there it's based on a true story actually Tombstone the movie is actually loosely based on events in Tombstone Arizona including like there's a the massive gunfight at the OK Corral and the actual characters themselves so it's loosely based on a true story anyway just a, a tidbit there from from my previous part mm -hmm. that I just wanted to mention but yeah it's this uh... I was saying that you know the, the concept of, that the filmmakers had with this thing it's it's so simple but the the, the filmmakers mm. really make it work the way they like if you just watch the whole film like it's it's scene after scene that's similar to this where you're just freaking out because the kid is in, in all, all kinds of close danger but you know I, I won't spoil what really happens but it's 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 really something it's it's worth watching. How did you find the film? How did you find the film? Uh, I think my wife happened to randomly find it on Netflix. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah it's and then it's one of those surprises. Sometimes it's not the, you don't get the best of, uh, gets the results when you find some, but it sounds like this one was a good pick. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think okay. uh, anything else further to add or is that, uh, is no, that a wrap for this, a wrap. Uh, this, week, this week? So great pick. Had a lot of fun doing it again. And, I think it sounds like you have your episode five pick done already as well, I think, right? Uh, not notes written and anything like that, but I, I do have the, the scene in mind. So 
Excellent. So yeah. look forward to hearing that. I think I have to think a little bit, got to choose something a little bit different, I think, this action and something a little bit uh, more diverse, shall we say. So looking yeah. forward to doing that. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you for okay. listening. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20digit scene review podcast. <laughs>